the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show. Feeling good with Duddy. That's me. Let's, Let's go. go. Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Feeling Good with Duddy. As always, I have my brother, Mr. Jake Bushnell here. Hello. And back by uh, fan-requested demand, we have my good friend and manager, Mr. Mike Brown. Cheese, what's up? Hola, as the Spaniards say. Wait, is this the first episode again? Did I say that the same time? Yeah. Can we recut that? What the fuck, folks? <laughs> <laughs> what up, fam? Wait, oh, no, I don't use that word. Oh, God, I, I hate that. when people Dude, say that. One of my pet people. If anyone ever says that to you, they're never your family. Oh, it's, totally. It's always some <laughs> totally. ass hat you've never met. What up, fam? You're like, yeah. Ee. Yeah, no, I ain't your fam. You know what else I hate? I don't mean to fucking ruin the show already, but I hate when people say, I love you. Like, the, oh, the, you barely met or something? Yeah. Love you. I know, Ron Carey, you're probably listening to this right now. But <laughs> it just loves you. Preempted, I, I love you. I do love you, but I hate when you tell me that because I, I only love a few things. What are those few things? I can't get into it because I'll just piss a lot of other people off. All right. All right. So <laughs> we just hijacked Duddy's show out the gate. No, I'm sorry. Dude. I'm sorry, Duddy. Go ahead. Feeling good with Duddy. Yeah. You know what I hate? When people tell me they love me. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, huh? I did. we can just scratch all this. <laughs> no, no, and we start ain't over. Shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just didn't mean to start out so negative. No, it's all good. Pe all right. People love you, and I'll end and on, a on good that note. note of people love you, cheese. Uh, you know, you got such a great reaction from the very first episode that I had to get you back, and knowing that I was getting you back, I actually uh, asked people to send me any questions they might have for you. Oh shit. So I'm just going to start off by one, and this wasn't by any specific person. This was actually by so many people asked this question that I just thought, I'll start out with here. Let's start well, here. Hey, I'm kind of anxiety already. Can we light that joint? Let's light this up. I'm going to ask you the question, then I'm going to light this up. Can we do it the other way around? Anxiety. <laughs> well, how about I'll do it at the same time? What did time? I say? That's, that's what you said. Oh, I I thought, it was awesome. I thought said anxiety or something. It's a quick question. Uh, okay, go. How did you get your start in the music business? Oh, it's lame. I started out as a guitar player, and I played in, in some some punk bands back in the late 70s, early 80s. And then uh, I was always the guy in my band that was like, I booked all the shows. I did everything. I was like, I was the business guy in all my bands. So I got to a point in my life where 
the business was more successful than my bands. And I started helping out other bands and getting them signed, getting record deals and stuff. And I, I wasn't, thank you very much. I wasn't that, I should have done a lot earlier. I wasn't that smart. I could have managed a lot of big bands that I helped get started. Um, but then <clears throat> I, uh, the first real devoted management per contact or uh, client that I had, you ready for this? Because it's not what you think, because people associate me with, you know, Danzig and Guns N' Roses and Corn and stuff like that. But my first management client was, I think you know this. I think oh, I know this. Was I it, think I know this. I think we're alone Blondie, now. Yeah. Tiffany. Tiffany, oh, not Tiffany, Blondie. Sorry, I yeah. wish I wish Blondie. Yeah, oh, Tiffany, I don't. Nice. It's not that I don't wish Tiffany. I love Tiffany. She's awesome. They're on tour right now with New Kids on the Block. Go out and see them. I may have gotten my very first boner to that song. I think we're alone now. You're just like, oh, The lyrics God. were about Duddy at that moment. I think I'm alone. <laughs> yeah, that's what I felt. Got like. a little boner and it's coming. <laughs> so, right, you were, what you were doing, you were, I think I remember this, you were like. Did you ever catch Duddy beating off when he was a kid? No. No. Uh, never tried. Never. I wasn't a guy who would like bust into your door. And I'd be no. like, oh, what's going on in there? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go no, ahead. No, no, good. But um, what, I think you were flying to Europe with her, right? She, what was going on was this wasn't prime Tiffany years. She was like in the 80s. But yeah. this, you were, I think, ta- she was still big in Europe, right? Yeah. And you were taking her over there. She'd go to a club and play like two fucking songs and dip. Three songs to track. We get 10,000 pounds, jump in the Maybach van and go to the next city about an hour away and do three more songs and get another 10,000 pounds. Party till eight in the morning, go to bed and start all over at four. Yeah, when you're Tiffany or a pop star, you don't need a band. You no, show up, the track. DJ spins the track, you sing the three songs, everyone in the club, oh my fucking God, t-, you know, and then yeah. sh- off to the next. It was in the 90s. In the 90s. Got her on the cover of Playboy. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. That- she had red hair on there. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So there you go. Good work. When's Duddy going to be on Playboy? <laughs> I don't think the internet is ready for that. Where's Jared? Get him on. The, you know what? Matty-O. Matty-O would do it. Matty-O. Oh, yeah. Playgirl? Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. a looker. Dude. Young stud. Imagine that guy yep. just in like a like a fireman outfit. Oh, boy. Shirt, like, unbuttoned. Okay, I'm with you. Continue. What, like, a little bit wet. Oh, just because probably saving people in I a mean, fiery... I mean, the fire alarm went off, so the sprinklers are, are raining oh, down on him. of course. You know? Or he's just got a little bit of dew on him. And he's got his pants sort of unbuttoned. Oh, whoops. Whoa, uh uh-oh. Why not? Guard your ring, Matt. We all heard what what cheese likes to do. Hey, no, you know what? I I all the time think about Matt and when, you know, what's what's that Tom Cruise movie where he sings? uh, Uh, Cocktail? Not cocktail. Slides out. Slides out on the floor. That's cocktail, cocktail, dude. No, that's not cocktail. No, no, no. That's one where... He he hooked Ashton up. knows what is it? Risky business. Risky business. Yeah, yeah. Right. risky right. business. He looks just like Tom Cruise in that. He is a young so Tom I can, Cruise. So I picture Matt sliding across my floor in his in his underpanties all the time. I wasn't picturing it before, but I am now. And See, I like See? What I'm seeing. See, Matto, there just you go. Take you're, those you're, old records right? off the yeah. shelf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Matteo. You're welcome. That's all Feeling I can say. Feeling good with Duddy. Yeah, that makes you feel good already. Like we're all laughing. Dang, it doesn't take long to feel good around Everybody's cheese. feeling good, but Matty O right now, he's <laughs> on his way over here to kick my ass. 
slide in with his undies on and just yeah. karate oh, that the would shit be, out of here. That would be awesome if he just slid in on his underpants and punched me in the face and left. Oh. Oh, I would love nothing more. I would pay endless amounts of money to see that. Oh, well, Maddie would take it. <laughs> Let's talk about something good since I know we're going to talk about probably some bad shit here today with Cheese. So First part of the show, exactly how we planned it. Good job, boys. Yeah, never seems to go as we planned. But... We always try to have some sort of underlying subject on this show about feeling good. This show is called Feeling Good with Daddy. So we want to talk about things that make you feel good. And today our subject is going to be loyalty. Since I have Cheese here with me, we've been with each other for a long time, um, you know, worked with each other and, and through that become very close friends. And, and, and I would say he's my fam. Oh, you had me right until then. And I would say I love you, Cheese. <laughs> well, you both can say I love you because I love you both, and I love you too, Ron Carey. There you um, go. Now we're starting to feel good. But uh-huh. but uh, <clears throat> the fam thing. You guys are like my family. In fact, this whole thing, I mean, the way we all came up together, Jake, everybody, we're, it's like it is like a family. You guys literally, with Jared and John John, everybody grew up together. And then I met you guys when you were just like nineteen or twenty, so yeah, so it is it is family. And I've watched you guys grow. I watched you, um, you know, uh, like when Jared lived in his mom's house, and then two weeks ago he got his own place. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but Jared lived in his mom's, and you had just moved out, and you had the flood. Remember yep. when the flood in the house and oh, all yeah. these things? And you, and and right before I met you, you were working. Like at the surf shop or John's coffee shop or something. Uh, yeah, I think I was. Oh, I was. Yeah, I think I was a, uh, a waiter at the time, and then I went. Yeah. and I was working at the school district. School district. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was working with like trouble kids. Yeah. And I was doing one on one with like autistic kids for a while. Yep. I actually loved that job. That was uh, amazing. I, I know. Actually, I absolutely loved that job. But uh, yeah, so back to what we were talking about and, and loyalty. That's okay. Um, and, and, you know, not only loyal to other people, but you also have to be loyal to, loyal to yourself. You have to, like, be true to yourself. And you got to stick to your gun sometimes. And, and, and when you're working with the team and you trust these people and you're loyal to them and they're putting their trust in you and they're loyal to you, you really have to <coughs> kind of stand by that, you know. And, uh, and in that, you have to stick to your guns and be true to yourself, but that's not, that you can't be closed minded while doing that. So yes, be true to yourself. But at the same time, that doesn't mean just being a closed minded person. You still have to be open to listening to what these people that you trust in and that you're loyal to are saying, because yes, be true to yourself and, you know, believe in your gut. But at the end of the day, sometimes someone might say something that you're like, Oh, wow, you're right. That's actually a great idea. So, you know, loyalty, be loyal to other people, but at the same time, you have to be loyal to yourself and just trust in what you believe in, you know, and that's kind of, that's, that's the subject today. I think that's a great subject because it's, it's that kind of believing in each other and teamwork and stuff. Everybody always asks me, it's like, oh, you've done really well in life. You've done, how did you do it? And no matter what it was that I did, I did because I had other people to help me that believed in me and they were loyal and stuff. And so it's kind of neat to have that kind of be in that situation and and you're in it, whether you know it or not, and anything you enter into, you're only as good as like your weakest member. Mm-hmm. 
It's true. I mean, I don't think you ever want to be in a situation, and I think at one point in our lives, maybe we all have, where we've been involved in something. If it's a you know a sports team, a company, uh, even a friendship, where you're just like, God, I'm not sure about this guy or this business where it's going, or I'm you know it's just whatever it is in your life. I'm sure you've you've continued you know, for years and years of doing something with someone who you're kind of like, uh, I don't really know about this. I don't trust this guy. I'm not too loyal to this guy. And then it doesn't really fan out. So it's kind of that, that goes back to, you know, being true to yourself. If you've got those gut feelings and it's just not feeling right, don't drag yourself out. One, figure out if it is or not. Get to the mm-hmm. bottom of why you feel that way because you might be wrong. You might have jumped to, you know, an assumption that was just that and you didn't really, you know, get to the actual answer you just that's how you felt but get to that Find well the you just answer. you just touched something real quick there that is important you everybody has feelings uh but feelings really don't mean shit you got to go with facts before you make a decision so like you were just saying before you make a decision to do something or not do something based on the way you feel say just check yourself real quick pump the brakes is this the way I really feel based on facts or is it just something I think? And that's different. And and that's mm-hmm. the tough part. And we all do, don't do it at the right times. That's where a good team comes in exactly yeah. there. Cause you guys are all in a band. And the good thing um, about another thing that loyalty is, is you guys have been loyal to your sound. Yes, you've grown and your albums have definitely like sound of change. Obviously you guys are changing, but it's still the dirty heads. And so that's where trusting all of the other partners in your band is good because someone in your band might have a wild idea to go this way. And then you have all these other dudes that you're loyal to, that you know are loyal to the dirty head sound. They might check you. They might pull out some facts and go, that's a cool idea. I like where you're going with that piece of music, but maybe not for the dirty heads where, you know, and that's where like you guys are a killer group and, and you and cheese has been there since the very beginning of your sound. You guys have all kind of decided on a sound, stayed loyal. To that's it. what got me into it was the sound was the sound right out the gate. Yeah, It was different. It was you can hear all the influences, you know, mm-hmm. you oh, it sounded like sublime. Yeah, it did. But it didn't. There's some really crazy hip hop shit on there, too. And it was good and it was credible. <clears throat> you know, I, I don't mean to jinx anything, but that first record, you know, was, was magic to me. And still is. It's one of my favorite records that I can just put on and play. It took a long time to make it. It was relentless. You know, I remember when we got the record deal that he said, oh, that's cool. We got the demo. We only need to record about five or six more songs. And I'm not making fun of him. He really felt that at the time. These were like, you know, at that point we had our uh, dirty dirty demo. And I think it was six songs that we had recorded like in our friend's garage. And I thought at the time, which I was, what, 19 or something, I think, 20 maybe, I was like, we're done. This album's amazing. Put it out. Send it to K-Rock right now. People were loving it, so you're just like, yeah, there it is, there it is. (laughs) But here's here's the weird, ironic thing about that. At the time, those songs couldn't contend with anything that was on the record. But now that that's a body of work and goes on, you go back to the dirty demos and they have their own little genius. Oh, Hunter, dude, it's that should raw. have never been fucked with. It, it, it is raw, and that also is one of my favorite things because that was the first thing that got me to want to work with these guys. Is I heard those songs and I was like, "Holy shit, this is the weirdest 
group strange. of music. Yeah, Duddy's guitar playing is weird. Yeah, and especially was back then. It's like it is the rhythm of the song. Oh, too. It, it's a drum beat. Like the, no, he's, he's it, got his style. Yes, you know he's like the Keith Richards of what he does. And it's yeah. funny because we <laughs> saw give him shit earlier because he was so fucking rudimentary, but he turned that into a style, mm-hmm. which I respect. You know, that's Keith Richards isn't the greatest guitar player or Johnny Thunders. For all you kids who don't know who that is, look it up. Um, those those were those were my guitar heroes, stylistic guys like Ace Freely. Oh, we got some goodies? Oh, we do. Oh, Look shit, out, world. Oh, man. Look out, world. Look at that. Hey, hey. Sticky vape. Look yip, at yip, that. Yip, Thank yip, you. Yip. Thank you. By the way, Duddy, whatever this weed was, I am high as fuck. <laughs> oh, that was Do mushrooms. This. Sorry, oh. I didn't tell you that. <laughs> no. Oh, oh my well, God. We'll see how it goes. I knew something was up. Down to the basement. No, that was, that was actually some weed from our friends at Tradecraft Farms. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it is delicious. Yeah, it, it's very stony. <laughs> so, sorry. What, what, did, did we completely cut you off there? What were you saying? Oh, yeah. The, I'm the Keith Richards of guitar. Yeah, you, no. to be honest, I, uh, I first started playing guitar because I just wanted to be able to get laid. Get laid. Get laid. Uh, well, you know, that's always in the back of everyone's head when they pick it up. No, I wanted to be able to like sit in my room and just play a couple of chords and write lyrics. I love writing lyrics. And, and that's like my favorite part of songwriting to me is, is I love sitting down and writing lyrics. And, you know, this was what, way before like I can just go on and, you know, get a bunch of instrumental songs and write lyrics to it. So the easiest way to do that was, oh, get an acoustic guitar, play a couple chords, and I can just write lyrics. And that's kind of how I started getting into guitar. And, you know, and from there, I've, I've learned a little bit, but not much. <laughs> no, you write, here's what you've learned. You write nursery rhymes. Yeah, pretty much. On the guitar. It, you know, and I'll tell you who else is the genius of that in Orange County is Mike Ness. Listen to the way he plays. Same, you guys stylistically are, are different, but your patterns are identical in the way you guys play. Yeah, Duddy's got something unique about it. Like uh, when you, the opening <coughs> song to Feeling Good with Duddy. You know, you'll hear a little guitar riff back in there. And yeah. the first day I came in, he played this for me. He's like, how do you like the opening song? I go, I'm listening. I'm like, oh, I go, you play that guitar, huh? He's like, yeah. It's just that yeah, the no, way that I'm like. Yeah. I mean, Matty O is a phenomenal guitar player. He can play better than I do. Yeah, he's tight. Yeah, he's but good. he doesn't have the same swagger as Duddy. So it's really cool when you put them together. And then the way Dave plays bass, so it all kind of – it. And I don't want people to write hate mail and shit because, like, you're comparing them to the Stones. But I'm comparing to the Stones in the way Keith Richards says, like, weave in a basket. You know, everybody has their own distinct kind of flavor that works together. And that's what this band has, which I like. So, And I am stoked because you were loyal to yourselves. And I remember a lot of compromises were asked in the beginning, you know, change your song. Remember Jimmy Iovine? Like, I do. You guys I need to totally be like the do. streets. We you know, were talking, ex- dude, we were talking exactly about that. Daddy said that Yeah, we were told to be more street. Yeah. More gangster. Yeah. I was like, like well, dude, I don't want it. Yeah. We're from the beach. We're cracking <laughs> yeah, jokes. Exactly. Songs. No. Like- and we, we, it was funny because <clears throat> and I know I may be getting off course, but we were sitting in the room with Jimmy Iovine. And Steve Berman, if you don't know who those guys are, look them up too because they're fucking amazing. These are the biggest guys in music. And uh, 
<clears throat> Jimmy was like, yeah, you know, you need to change. You need to do this. You need to do that. And uh, we want to sign you. We want to give you a development deal. And this is the first fucking record company they go to. And they're sitting there, and they got Jimmy Iovine, the biggest man in music, offer him a fucking a, a develop or a, not wasn't develop, it was a demo deal. <clears throat> and we were like, nope, see ya. And we walked out of there. Remember that? Yep. And you're like, do I remember in the elevator going, did we just do the wrong thing? Did we just totally fuck up? And I'm like, nope, this is gonna work out. And we did it. We could have had we could have had it easy right then. We could have had a record that would not have worked. And that's the type of things that you can that like that's why they're loyal to you. You've always been loyal to them. I mean, if you were just in it for the money or just trying to get a quick grab, you would have just been like, Yeah, yeah, we'll go with Jimmy Ivy and yeah, let's take but no, I didn't take a commission for seven years. You knew what these guys Yeah, yeah. not a cent. Not a cent. Cheese put my band on tour for three straight summers. You gave us so many good shows and never took a dime well I mean, you just i'm looking said, in for the long haul trust me i'm cashing in on the dirty heads now yeah <laughs> but i mean even just personally for me like you never you know you, nah. you got us paid and you were well, like you know what it's not enough keep it you guys are on tour well i i was so many i was investing things. back into you because if if you take that money then you can't afford to do things if i took the money you then it cuts money out that prevents you from doing shit that you should be doing to further yourself so it's investing back in, like <clears throat> like when we go to Europe or somewhere, we lose money. Yeah. Um, but we still do. We still work just as hard, whether we lose money or we make money. Well, most managers will commission a loss on a band. I could never do that. So I waive it so that we can invest that money back into the band because we need to go back again mm-hmm. to build the business, and then it will. Be as fruitful as this business is in America. People, bands don't realize that. <clears throat> they get too big here and then they go, I got to start over there. Because when you start in Europe, unless you have a global pop hit, oh, yeah. you got to start over. You can be a fucking band, you know, like, like Sublime. We just are now making money because it wasn't the global pop thing over there. Yeah, so we, we go over we and play like punk bands. Dirty Heads don't really have much of a following over there whatsoever. No. We do decent in the UK, you know, London. We do okay. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it was a couple years back. How long ago was that we did that little run? Five years ago, maybe? Four, yeah. four or five years ago. It's not that long ago. We, we played a few bars to ten people. No joke. You're basically trying to create a scene. Yeah. Because your music well, is you so Well, you have to, unique. yeah. Like, it's, we what do you do? If it were like... If it were part of a scene, like it were punk rock or yep. it was hip hop, that's why Sublime has that trouble. Three Eleven has the same problem. You know, it's 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 rock, it's reggae. What is it? We don't know. And if anything over in, in Europe has any reggae element to it, and it's not ska or hardcore reggae, they hate it. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's hard. Well, it was. It's getting obviously easier, but like a band like, uh, say, for instance, some white guys from Southern California playing reggae and rapping. You know, it, it, that's not something right at first where you're just like, "Oh, cool." You know, it might. No take. thanks. It sounds. Yeah. It, it does sounds kind of funny when, when he I says say it like it that, loud, right? It sounds really. It's bad. like it's like Jafakin. Yeah, but so uh, it's it, trying to describe them as a fucking nightmare. Huh? Yeah. What do they sound like? Ah, shit. <laughs> and that goes back to the uh, subject of today and just being true to yourself because we kind of knew that getting into it. You know, we were like, some people are gonna laugh 
at this and a lot of people did and we played a lot of shows to nobody and the people that were there were looking at us like the fuck are you guys doing but we just kind of really had this gut feeling and we stayed true to ourselves we met some good people that we worked with and were loyal to and they were loyal to us and we all put our trust in each other and we just kept moving along and now you know we get to do fun things like this and speaking of being loyal I have one thing to finish. You know what makes me... Uh, uh, <laughs> loyal sponsors? <laughs> Go ahead. You got one more thing? I'll no, no, no. I, I didn't have to. I didn't want to break the sponsor. But I always say it, this is, sounds kind of fucked up and funny, but it's, it's serious. I tell people, it's okay to lie to other people. Just don't lie to yourself. Doesn't sound good, but it makes sense. Dude, we, we talked about we this on the first episode, that. bro. I, yeah. I smoked some weed that day too. <laughs> Three so, episodes from so, now, she's gonna go. I got. Yeah, you guys can edit that out. You can lie oh. to yourselves. Oh no! Don't do that. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Yeah, that that one we can for sure. No, no, we can for sure cut that the Take fuck out. All right, no, no more that, weed. No. no more weed. Speaking of loyalty, you know who's been really loyal? Proper twelve been with us since the beginning of this podcast, and they're still here today. And we're gonna have some right now. Jake, will you do the honors? Dude, and on the note of being loyal, we've been loyal to this bottle because we've taken these shots every episode. Is this the same bottle? No, 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 no. Okay, loyalty's <laughs> out the fucking window. Yeah, I'll pour the shots. We, we've been taking those things down. Dude. But uh, if you have not tried Proper 12 Whiskey, please do yourself a favor. Go pick up a bottle and try it. It, it is really good. And uh, since... Uh, since this podcast, the first episode, pretty much the day before that episode oh, give me was a my small first one. time trying it, and I've been dabbling in it pretty much every day since. So thank you again, Proper 12. And uh, last but not least, today our sponsors are another person who's been loyal to us since the beginning, Sticky Vapes, a company we love. I use this product every day. I always have one in my pocket because you don't always have time to just sit down and have a full session. You're on the go. You're a busy guy. You're a busy business smoker guy. So you need one of these things in your pocket. So stickyvape.com, go check it out. And we're going to take these shots. He's good at that. Continue. He is. Thank you're a busy stoner fucking modern man. <laughs> Do TV commercials. Uh, you're a stoner millennial. That's not bad, actually. It's great. Is that Irish whiskey? It is. It's I is like indeed. it. McGregor's whiskey. Oh, it's McGregor's. That's right. Yeah. I heard that. <laughs> so it's delicious. Now that we've done that, we wanna we wanna have another little segment called "Is this is real life?" I don't think Jake, we have it, do dude. It? Do we have it? Oh, you didn't get it. That's it, dude. That's so, it. is this is real life? Uh, Ashton, can you throw up a quick picture for me? Oh, you guys are doing pictures. <clears throat> I want to know if this is true. Uh, did 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 you? Bang, did you? son. Did you? Bang, son. So this segment is just, is this real life? Did and we you? just want to know, cheese. we heard that potentially China had sex with you, is how that would go down. Is that real life? It's it's not accurate. <sighs> it's it's. Um, why did you pause and why are you side-eyeing us? I feel like it is accurate. No, no. no I'm, I'm just, just, I'm just, uh. <clears throat> Uh, I, I, I never had sex with her. Okay. Do you want to elaborate or are we moving on? Let's move on. 
No, no, I, I don't have anything funny Did to say. Did I just make cheese uncomfortable? Totally. I think yeah, that's 100%. the first time in my entire life I saw him blush a little bit. No, because I feel really bad for her because yeah, look, she her end days were not good, and she was a good person. So it was. Um, I met her on super early, and uh, at on the rocks. Remember when that that place used to go off? Yep. And uh, just hung out for a while, and and. Uh, and she was super cool, and, and, I, and I just really – it just so bums me out that the way it ended. So, so that's why. That's why I hesitated. Okay. Yeah, she's a wonderful person. All right. And you know, very manly, though. That I'll didn't say go that. how I thought it was no. going to go. <laughs> no. I, I, I mean, I you can ask yeah. me some other weird shit. I'm down. <laughs> oh, no. Stricken that from the record as well. Yeah, I'm, they're no. never having me back. You didn't – that wasn't funny. All He's right. off. We got to go. We got to have fun. So pop up that picture oh. of uh, Cheese and I, and let's – Maybe this could be ours. This is real life. It, not that one. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> that one is a good one. Not that one either. Oh, not that one either. I know Bottom those guys. Bang. I know those guys. Boom, son. Oh. Oh, dude. Yeah. Is this real and life? This is how you get a job with cheese. That's right. You this know, was, imagine what they were doing right before that. Was this when I was your uh, personal assistant? Look, look how young you look. Colonel assistant. You look very young. Look how just relaxed. At, you look yeah and how just comfortable and confident <laughs> that does look pretty gay dude what's going not, on there yeah, yeah that reminds me of the picture when john john and i went to the gay club and uh the pool party in myrtle beach i don't know oh, i've got this. i've got i've got a photo i'll get it to oh, you Jake. That got better it's, better. It's, it's it's no it's very similar to this one and it's just it's you, there's no way we could convince people that where are we? We're not what gay. I don't know, but that's a very nice purple shirt you have on. Look at your beard. I don't think it's grown since. It's just the same, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's a creepy picture. That is a purple shirt. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Look at you, dude. Yeah, I'm between yours. that and all the naked hugs, I, the, peop, the socials blew up with talking about the naked hug. So this is going to drive it over the top. I am just all yours right there. Look at that. It's yeah. a hot couple. All <laughs> right. Anywho, <laughs> let's move forward. I want to get. Oh man! Fun what? Here. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. This is cheese, obviously not funny. Uh, that was Go just ahead. creepy. But <laughs> since two weird ones here, in a row. That hilarious China story. Jesus. Uh, so. I just want to go into some some fun a fun story that I have with cheese, and we always do a segment called Bandcamp, and I haven't really got to do one yet, so I'm going to do one today that involves this guy. Can we do the Bandcamp? Let's hit it. Oh, and this one time. Bandcamp. All right. So I love that. Today on Bandcamp, I want to tell a story about weirdos in Austin, Texas. And first off, before I get into it, everybody in the band has a name from the city they did something crazy in. I'm Austin Duddy, and it's from this story right here. So <coughs> And we Weirdos is the name of a venue. Oh, shit. Gonna, sort of. I was going to say club, but it's like it's, half no. indoor, it's, half outdoor. It's called Weirdos. Yeah. It's like a little kind of bar and grillish type place, but more bar. But in the back, they've got like a couple acre just open ground. And they'll like put a <laughs> volleyball put like a big stage yeah. up uh, every now and then, I guess. Or we might have actually been like the first one they did this. Because I remember as we it were It was for sure the last one. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it was, was the, the first one. It was because they were building a sound wall behind the stage because they had already sold like so many. I don't even remember, but there was a couple thousand people at least. And this was this was a while back. So a couple thousand people, if not like 5,000 or something. I don't know. Dude, 
Austin, Texas is weird anyway, in an awesome way. And it's the beautiful. place is called weirdos. And the place is called weirdos. Like you'll see people riding a horse up the street in a city. Like it's just so this place is perfect, Austin. It's like Duddy said, it was essentially a bar and grill, but it had a two acre uneven ground lot. Just it looked like someone's backyard that well, I think they did storing like, shit. I don't I think know. it's one of those like jock bars where they throw uh, horseshoes and volleyball yeah, and all, they did and all, all that, everything. All that all crazy that. shit. It was yeah. in the outskirts of Austin, so they had a lot of room. Yeah, yes. But it was also like Halloween uh, or it was near Halloween, so this show was like where think, it costume. I think it was Halloween. Where, I think it actually was on Halloween. So <coughs> we pull up in which is another story, I think. I think in our this Fox. Is a, this story has a Fox lot. RV. No, no. By this time Different. That's a different tour. That's you were in a bus, that, but, but you know what? Write down Fox this was RV a bus because I was the tour Fox manager. RV is we're fucking about that one of the best back. stories but, ever. So back to weirdos. We pull up in the bus, and you know we pull up at about eleven in the afternoon, ten and ten in the morning, something like that. And the first thing that happens is the owner uh, comes to into our bus and is like, "Hey, we got a couple waitresses working in there. Whatever you guys want all day long, just like." I think he gave us a number to text. So we would just be texting what we want and they would just be bringing it to the bus all day. And, you know, this is back before we had so much self-control and, you know, this was the very, this was the first tour, tour. first First big tour. Yeah. Yeah. So we were still just in party mode and, uh, I just like kept ordering drinks and I kept ordering drinks from like the time we got there to the point where I forgot I even had a fucking show and I was just gone. And all I really remember is you, I think, handing me a guitar. Was Christian there? Uh, Maybe it was Christian, actually. Christian was like, like pushing the guitar into my chest going, dude, you have to go on stage now. Yeah, I was working merch. Show. So that oh, was yeah, Christian. You were doing the merch. At that point, yes. I remember like hearing our intro is like, our intro to the show was on, and I'm just like blacked out, and I'm like, "Whoa, shit!" And I remember the Christians like helping me up the steps to the stage, and I get up there, and I don't even know how to play guitar. I can't remember one fucking lyric, and I'm just winging it, and and it was not going good. And Dude, I, paint it black. Oh, was paint it black. I remember that. I was at the merch booth going. I'm actually going to tell you this. I don't know why. You can go on and find that YouTube of of Dirty Heads playing Paint It Black at Weirdos in Austin, Texas. Look that up and you will see what the fuck I'm talking about. It sucks. But I remember like (laughs) we're like going into like the third song. And I remember just thinking in my head like, what am I going to do? I'm fucked. I cannot remember shit and i remember standing there and like just spinning and like what am i gonna do and like i open my eyes again and christian or one someone at the time is grabbing me going yo show's canceled get off stage show just got shut down and i was like oh my god i've never been happier in my fucking life (laughs) and i was like what happened what happened it's like oh apparently cheese punched a security guard and the cops are here so, cheese. Why don't you finish the Bandcamp story with your side of it? Because I'm on stage, fucking oh, <laughs> half blacked out while I, all this. I remember happens. it very well. He heard your solo, so he just punched <laughs> the first three. Like, oh, we got to end this somehow. No, no. well, it's funny though because I was worried when when my shit went down that the oh fuck the band's gonna be livid with me. They're canceling the show, they're calling the police, they're throwing us out of here. 
And uh, Duddy comes off. He's all, thank you. <laughs> I was like, what? He goes, thank you. I was so fucked up. I couldn't play anymore. I was done. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. But do that. And the other guys were like, fucking okay. So Cheese obviously punches some. And, and first of all, let me stick up. <sighs> Look, there's no... Good way. You shouldn't get that tanked before a show. No, no, Duddy no. knows that. But this place disarms you. We pulled up to essentially a fucking hoarder's farmhouse. They connected to a bar. They connected to a bar, and then they walk up to our bus and say, just text, and a, someone will appear with drinks. Yeah, it's not fair. It wasn't even fair, dude, because you're so disarmed. You're like, okay, I'm playing my friend's backyard. I don't need to be all together. Anyway. So no, there's I that. mean, honestly, to and this I'm day, just trying I, don't to help. Take, I don't take a sip of liquor before See? the show. I really don't. You win or you learn. Yeah. And you learned. You lost on the show. You learned. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm working merch, and this is all I see. So obviously Christian came up to you and said, show's over. Well, Cheese didn't make it to the stage. Cheese apparently punched a security guard and then jetted straight for me at the merch booth. Eyes is as big as eyes can ever be. And he's all, Jake, he's all, get me the fuck out of here. Get me out of here now. <laughs> I remember that. I remember. That. And we like well, took you to the bus. And then there's a backstory because I don't want people to think that I'm a total asshole unless you know me. But the guy was, it was a security guy. And, he, and there was a fence that was right in front of the bus. And I was trying to go from backstage to the bus. And he stopped me. And he said, you can't go here. And I showed him my pass. I said, this is, I'm with this band. I'm their manager. You can't go here. You got to go all the way back to the stage around this long fence, about half the length of a football field and back to go through the same fucking gate that he's standing next to. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing. And he was just one of those just big fucking dumb guys. And he thought he was cool because he was so much bigger than everybody. And and I and I argued with him for five minutes too. I I was so f fucking frustrated that I go, okay, I'm gonna walk down there. I'm gonna walk around. I'm gonna come back here. And when I get to this gate, I'm gonna beat your fucking ass. And the guy just laughed at me. <laughs> and so I took off. And the more I walked, the more pissed I got. And I got up to this big motherfucker, and he didn't even put his hands up. He didn't think I was gonna do it. And he just folded like an accordion. It was like the greatest shot of my oh. life. And I continued to beat the fuck out of him when he was down. And then I feeling good. Yeah. It felt good. It did. He he There's some, been like three beatdown stories in like four <laughs> episodes of this so, shit. So so uh I was like, fuck they're gonna arrest me. And so I said, Jake, you gotta get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then we got on the bus Ooh. and the police came and got me off the bus. But so we I am the manager. Quick thinking. <clears throat> the police said, what happened? I said, well, I walked up here. I tried to get on my bus, and the guy grabbed me by the throat, and he said, you can't go in there. And I showed him my pass, and he, and he pushed me back, and then I, I freaked out and beat him out because he grabbed me by the throat. Self-defense. Self-defense. So, so here's where it, it takes a weird twist, which you guys didn't know. So the police took the report, and that was it, I thought. Well, the guy's jaw was broken, so because there was bodily damage, it changed the category. And they decided to press charges, but they didn't have – they had my driver's license number but not my address. And it was like an old address. So they put a warrant out for my arrest. Ten years later, I try to get my handgun permit, and they won't give it to me because of an incident in Austin, Texas in 2010. Weirdos. This is where 
first of all, we found the video of Duddy blowing it at Austin, so we'll nice. save that for a sec. But you <laughs> called me, dude. I don't know if you remember this. I had just started like barber school at this point. Like I've I'm done playing music, and I'm like at barber college, and I'm like I don't know. I'm living my fucking life, and I get a call from Cheese. Oh, what's up, Cheese? And he's all Jake. He's like, dude, I think I need you to fly to Austin, Texas with me. You oh, were the yeah. tour manager. Do you remember this? Yeah. And I'm like, jeez. I'm like, I'm in school, dude. Like, yeah. I'm got shit. Oh, I to remember do. that. Oh shit. You're like, Jake, I need you to fly. And you're like, and I'm like, I don't think I you, you were cool. You're like, don't worry about it, man. I'll figure it out. But and I was like, okay. And I remembered. I'm like, yeah, oh, I remember shit. you socking the dude. But I don't, you're like, I need you to tell them. Oh, that yeah. Self-defense. I'm like, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, no, they put a warrant out for my yeah. arrest. And and the weird thing was, is two weeks before that, I had lost my driver's license in Austin, Texas, and I had to go through all this shit with PS or the not is it PSA the the people that pat you down and shit TSA TSA, TSA whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell I go to the PSA airport a lot, right? Public service announcement. <laughs> what, what the fuck ever? Anyway, I told you that was really good weed. So <laughs> yeah, we should have more. So I had to I had to jump through all these hoops and provide all this shit. It took me about an hour and a half to get through security, but I did it. Had I've had my driver's license and they swiped it like they do now in Texas to jail. So my attorney, I hired an attorney. They knew this is where it gets weird. They knew Brian Bosworth, and he's like a super well connected guy Wait, in Austin. Football player? Who is the that? Football yeah. player? Yeah, the boss. Yeah. So. They hook me up with the boss. He goes in and talks to the judge, and they dismiss it. Oh, sounds more like the boss. Well, is this going to bring up any old shit? Is the, is is the double jeopardy out? limitation statute scenario? I'm pretty sure that's all legal, legally no. perfect. And, and the boss, the boss hired an attorney. I just, he just I hired the boss's attorney. Cheese leaves here, gets tackled, brought back to Texas. <laughs> all right, we got all we you're, need. Thank you're going you guys. Down. Duddy and I for a great next episode. It really would. Visiting hours with cheese. That's right. Damn. Conjugal visits. Yeah, with I like cheese. So, should we have a look see at this? Is, are you going to blow it like real early on, or do we have to wait for you? No, to... let's wait for that. That's a. Uh... What do I we... mean, unless you want to hear it right now. Go I don't ahead. know. Should we look? If it sucks, we'll cut it out. Hit, hit play. Let's let's see. You, if you we... can listen to this. this. Is me fucking wasted let's at weirdos play by trying play. to play. Paint it black. Look at all those happy people at I weirdos. Think I even have like a funny hat on. I do look at my hat. 2010. Oh, that's right, that hat. I fucking... I remember this. I'm, All right. I'm doing better that's than I thought. That's decent right better. there. It's the solo that really... The solo's bad. Oh! <laughs> hey, look how good Matty O looks. Look at that. He's like 12. <laughs> It's this first solo. We'll go to the first solo and then we'll stop. It's not far in. Hell yeah, Dave. Look at that crowd work with Jared. Is, is Dave's bass lower than normal there? Dude, we used to make fun of him back then, remember? We still yeah. make We'd fun like, of him. Lift your bass. It's down lower. Small, uh, that guitar I'm playing got stolen from Guam TSA, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, never got it back. Shitty. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, here we go, everybody. Oh, shit. Is that for the next little... Uh... Well, everyone else is ripping. Yeah, yeah. They always rip. And you sound good right now, Daddy. Look how cute Jared was. Jared sounds good. 
I think it's right after this little chorus part. It's fucking terrible. Dave has gloves on. What a with fucking fingers. Stud. With fingers. Listen, yeah. All right. Oh, it's actually it's, fucking better than I thought. Yeah, it's not bad. Just the, the endings got ending. a little rough. All right, we can have it. Turn just that just the off. landing. <laughs> Jared had to tell everyone to clap. Right it's just I the landing. Laugh, but that means. <laughs> Dude, uh, cheese punched someone right at that moment. That was actually good to watch that because that was a bad moment in my life. I look back and I go, it's not that bad. Okay. Dude, not that bad. I've done worse shit. Yeah. I've done worse shit. Wow. Hey. Yeah. So it made that story not even half as funny. Okay, yeah, right? stricken that from the record. Maybe we lost our mojo. Hey, but back to that Fox. Uh, that was fun. That Fox RV. Oh, oh man, and not, not naming any names and not saying anything bad about the company because the company's great. We had no no oh. issues. Oh, the but, marketing person hated us uh, at the end. It was like bad. Uh, Fox Racing or you know yes. Fox Motocross, like, motocross. The motocross yeah. company. So well, the, yeah, go ahead. Chief. No, you go. I, I just they. This was. Van days. We were we had only been in a van. Uh, we did a deal with Fox, and they were giving us f- free clothes and stuff. <clears throat> and um, the lady offered, and she said, "You know, we have a van. Uh, or it's not a van. It's a big motorhome that we let our racers use to take to races and stuff. Do you guys want to take this on tour?" And they were in a van at the time, and I said, "Absolutely not." If if it would have been the right smart 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 i was like i don't want these people and i told these guys i go if you let them do this this will ruin our relationship these guys will destroy this early days dirty heads any chance to fucking do something they will they do did it, it. and do i just gnarly. i told them straight up that's i'm i'm super flattered that you offered to do this but these guys will fucking destroy this and she said they, they're so sweet. They won't either. Don't don't worry about it. Like she thought they were full of shit. Yeah, we had some good times in there. So so you can picture this thing. It was a huge RV, and the whole outside of it was wrapped in zebra print. You remember that? It was all Fox stuff. It looked like it should be in the parking lot at a at a stadium yeah. motocross game. The uh, the back lounge was. Uh, like seats, stadium seating almost, like if you were at a fucking strip club and it had a pole in the back. So there was a strip club in the back lounge. And it, so, the, the so you're picturing story. what this was like. This was more of like a party bus than like a let's all have to sleep. I don't even think there was bunks. There wasn't. We there, were be, cou- there was, there was big, long, ca- the whole thing was a couch. Yeah, yeah. So we were just scattered out. It was meant to like park at a bike race, and it's a cool place to chill for the day. Yes. Yeah, it's a party bus. We were driving this around the country. It's a rolling green room, sort of. Not a place to live 24 hours a day at all. We had some good times. Uh, I think it was on the last day before we turned it in, uh, we were playing this game. Oh, and we didn't have a driver, so we were we had... To take turns. We had to take turns driving, and we had one of our... What was Beaven was driving it a lot. And, uh, and we would have him... We would have... Someone, you had to go into the back lounge, and we had all the doors open, so you can go all the way up to the front. And I'm going to see if he tells his story honestly or not. Go ahead. We would have you would have to lay down, you know, stomach and face first on the naked. skateboard, naked. Naked. Okay, he did. He and did. then <laughs> we would tell who was ever driving, and we'd be on the freeway, like going. But this is you know three or four in the morning, so there's really no one else out there than us. <laughs> so we'd be on the freeway, and we would say. 
hit the brakes. And he would have to slam the brakes, and then the guy on the, on the skateboard would fly up to the front, but everyone else in the bus was posted up around fucking throwing shit Were at you him. guys naked, too? Not all of them. Not all of us. But, like, <laughs> fucking spraying uh, uh, baby, Not all powder, of us. <laughs> baby powder on the person going, just whatever we could, spraying our beers, Piss. blah, blah, blah. But that was the last thread of, like, the last one we did was our friend Drew. He, uh, he did... The last obstacle you had to go through was him. What he was, you know how you know you put your, you put your balls and your wiener behind you so he looked like a girl. He had that going on, but he was facing you know the front of the bus, so his backside was facing you. So his wiener was facing behind him, and he's bent over pissing as you had to. <laughs> it's like a car wash. Oh. So the, we didn't work with Fox oh. after this tour. Dude, not. when I turned that thing in, they they couldn't believe it. They just wanted to throw a match in it, and and that girl, <laughs> that girl, why was because it was <laughs> full of around. fucking baby powder and <laughs> trash and shit and oh, piss. Oh my oh. god, an it upside was, down piss sprinkler. Crack. We invented a really fun game on that bus. Actually, it's called uh, Bim Shella Bim, fill it to the brim, and. <laughs> It's while we were driving again, we had skateboard wheels and we'd sit in the very front lounge. And, and again, all the doors open. So you go all the way to back and we would roll the skateboard wheel all the way to the back. And whoever could, whoever was the farthest away from the wall, whoever got closest without hitting the wall yes. won. And then like, if you actually hit the wall, you lost, but we would keep everyone that was playing had to pour their drinks into one cup. So the loser had to pound it. And while we, uh, would play, pour the cup and play the game, we'd all be chanting, Bim Shala Bim, fill it to the brim. Bim Shala Bim, fill it to the brim. Uh, so next time you're in an RV, play Bim Shala Bim and do that chant. It's fucking great. Yeah, next time you have a you know hallway in your RV and you can slam the brakes and fly naked under a piss sprinkler, play Or I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Bim. You can just go get a shuffleboard game. That's the premise. Damn it, cheese! This is feeling good with Duddy. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God Fuck! Damn I'm, it. I'm a total dick. Erase the whole last segment. Yeah, cheese. You can't play Bim Shella Bim. <laughs> you have to drink the first cup. Let's uh, let's let's, let's, let's bust done. out one of these fan hey, you know, generated questions wait, really quick. You know, I got a piss story real quick. Okay, piss okay. story. <clears throat> Phoenix, Arizona, just played a show back at the Mondrian Hotel, and. We had uh, we had one of Nick's credit cards at the bar, so we were just ordering mad drinks. There's about twenty of us there after the show. Nick is uh, Cheese's business partner, and Henry Wait, T. Nicholas. You can look him up. Dude's got three or four dollars to pool. together. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, he's a billionaire guy. <laughs> um, so we're at the pool, and and we, a lot of drinks. And and I'm the respectful guy. I am. I don't like to piss in the pool, so I get out and piss in this glass that I just drank all the booze out of and your buddy Rob Well it was it was an empty margarita glass that he had bought this margarita but he drank it really quick so there were there were still like ice in it ice and there was it. still like salt on the rim and a straw so that's why he peed into it guys so, so if, if he, anyone's judging but he just stood over No the best thing is it's it's like 3 in the afternoon 4 in the afternoon at this really swanky hotel yeah. and the bar the pool is crowded so I'm go ahead no he just stands over the cup and he's in his you know board shorts so he just starts peeing just and let it just comes run straight down out of his pants just and it fills this little you know it's like a rock glass I pissed down. right in front of everybody I already you hate know? this fucking story and he fills it up so you yeah. could imagine like still like salt on the rim still like a lime on it filled with ice 
straw, and now it has piss in it. It looked like a fucking great margarita. It did. It did. In all fairness, it looked legit. And Rob, bim, bim. And Rob comes up, and he's like, whose margarita is this? And, and, and he's putting it towards his mouth like he's going to drink it. I'm like, don't do it. I pissed in it. I'm trying to tell him the truth. And he drank about fucking half of it, and then he's all, this really is pissed. He hands it to his chick. And she drinks the rest. Oh. No, no. She, he, he, very close to the truth, but he, you were like, no, no, no. And he thought you were saying like, don't drink my drink. So he was oh. trying to be funny. So he just downs the whole fucking thing. Oh. Right. And then, and then he realizes, holy crap, that's piss. And then when, when he's like, oh my God, that was piss, blah, blah, blah. Then his chick's like, I took a sip of that. Before oh, he shit. drank it, uh, <laughs> and she pretty. didn't warn him. She, she didn't. knew. Bitch. She was trying to hide undercover that she drank the pee, and no one knew. That was a rough day. Oh. Dang, who was more of a monster there then? Because the, his chick should have definitely, as soon as you, oh, she put it back. She put dude. it back. Monster. Yeah. Well, Are they still together. Monsters. Uh, let's hope so. Do you remember what so. Elsa he did after that? He, they were taking. Sh- I had this. Not they. He. One I, th- I, th- I thought him and Christian did it, or him no, and Jared. Christian would not Should do we put that. the Instagram handle of who you guys are talking about? No, up no, from- no, no, no. <laughs> he had at this time. Cheese had this humongous boil on his back that I had to get popped, and we were losing whiskey down his back off of his boil into oh. fucking Rob's mouth. Oh. He also he also ate a peanut M&M out of my belly button. Oh, <laughs> we got to wash away the piss. So you yeah. got to do something. So you were launching off the boil into his mouth. Yeah, it was it was losing. At least I think Lo- it's the correct losing. word. <laughs> boil loses. Hey, we had, you know, it was weird. I told you it was weird. <laughs> Woo! All feeling good. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. What are we even doing? Did yeah, you want to so ask? Let, a- let's change the subject. I want to do. A, uh, I, I asked some, you know, people on on Instagram if they had any questions for cheese, and we got one from Carhart one four three, which I'm pretty sure is Carly Hill, uh, longtime fan. I think it's uh, someone who time, really likes first cars. Time caller. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, she wants to know what's your favorite musician, alive or dead. You oh, she wants time. to know mine. And she said, because mine is study. And that Ooh. made me feel good. Oh, man. Well, for starters, I'm really old, so you probably wouldn't know him. But you, you can Google it. My favorite singer of all time is Steve Marriott from Humble Pie. Um, and I think overall, I just, I got to say, I'm a Keith Richards fan. You know, I like everything about Keith. Okay. Love his swagger, loves the way he plays, love the way he looks. He's just, he's just, he's like a, a real life pirate. I like that. Nice. Dude, talk about staying. Are they all the same members of that band? Has anyone switched out? Different bass player. Is that because well, of, well, a, he, is he alive? Like, I, he had they... some weird shit going on with the younger girl, and I don't know how that, oh, I, don't, I don't know the true story, but. but you're talking but, about the Stones right now. And I'm talking Ronnie about... Wood's like the third guitar player. But he's been in it for fuck thirty years. The core of that band are the same yeah. dudes, <clears throat> Keith, same dudes. Mick and that drummer dude that's just Charlie like Watts. Just, it's like a machine, dude. Yeah, Charlie Watts. How many years? 
How many years since '62? So '50s, mid '50s. Oh my god! Like almost, almost yeah, sixty I, years. Yeah, I think their first record was like '63, '64, maybe. So fifty-five years. Pretty Keith amazing. Richards, still, still playing. Yeah, still doing this thing. Blood transfusions. Speaking of, uh, um, paint it black. Yeah, there you go. You butchered one of his shits earlier, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Let's take a shot. Yeah, here we Let's go. Do it. An on. apology shot for Keith. There you go, Keith. Sorry. We're sorry. Bud. Our bad, buddy. Sorry. You know, there's a connection between Duddy and Keith. Do you know, Duddy, what your connection with Keith is? I don't. Seth Lichtenstein. You have the oh, same attorney. Same attorney. There you go. Boom, let's world. get him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be on uh, next week. Yeah, tune in. Keith Richards. Seth, if you're listening, call Keith. All right, let's do one more uh, fan question real quick. Christy Lynn Fit Mom wants to know. Sounds hot. <laughs> did you think when you first met uh, the Dirty Heads that they would be as big as they are now? Ooh, perfect. To go with this question. Put up that photo, the one the, with the white background with three guys standing there. Fit mom, at a girl. <laughs> this is what the dirty heads look like when Cheese first met them. This is the first promo shots that Cheese organized. Dude, <laughs> did you? Look at John John's oh pants. Oh, my God. Look at oh, that. That is awesome. Dude, John John's a badass. Look at him, dude. He is. I'll fucking smash you with this drum right yeah, he now. He looks like the toughest one by far. This could be a comic book. Look at Jared, dude. He'll just strangle you, I suppose, and then sing. Jared looks like a like an a anime character. Anime. Look at you, Duddy. Don't. Don't look no, at No, look at that sideways hat. Holy shit. You know what that says? It says, I don't fucking curse. Uh-uh, I don't even cur it even a little. Damn. Dude, he looks like he stole those pants off of one of those kids that goes to the to the clown posse shows. <laughs> what, what, are they, what are they called? The, a juggalo. The juggalo pants. Holy oh, shit, yeah. you guys look like you're opening up for it, the insane clown yeah, posse. Yeah, dude, John John's got juggalo pants on, too. That is the shit. So, cheese. Sad thing, I used to sell those at Grind. Fit Mom. Yeah, what's Perfect question. Mom? Yeah, what does she want to know again? Did you think... When they, you first met the Dirty Heads, that they would be as big as they are today? Crazy question. Absolutely. And I don't think uh, we, we, we came originally with a five-step uh, five plan. We're just now entering midway through four, probably. So we're not even at where we said we would be. And to my knowledge, none of us feel like slowing down. So... Not even close. I'm having too much fun. Too much fun. Speaking of that, I'm gonna I'm gonna break some news on this that Duddy doesn't even know yet. Oh, shit. We'll, we'll talk. <clears throat> we'll talk some business right here amongst the three of us. I'm excited with the fans. You guys are listening, um, fam. Don't don't you gotta not do that. Love you guys. Um, oh, I believe you me. guys are. Just, it's horrifying. You yeah. guys, are we're fun. gonna put an end to that whole yeah. thing, dude. No, now What's what up, you've fam? done is everybody's gonna call me fam oh. that I see, or they're gonna go, "I love you, dude." Oh shit, it's true. So you guys have completely fucked me, um, and I don't even remember what I was it, gonna say, but it was really business good. stuff. You were oh business some fucking news. Oh, I'm dropping news. First of all, for the fans, this next record that the Dirty Heads just recorded is. Next level. It's we did it with Dave Cobb. 
the best the best producer out there right now and he's a he's famous for a country for his country stuff and he plays guitar with Chris Stapleton he's won multiple grammys he's the most creative guy on the planet and he, he amazing to work with he pushed these guys to where it changed them as people you could see them digging deep and coming up and this record is amazing so i i think it's the best record they've ever done by far i i will put it up against the first record Easily, and I love. That's one of my favorite records ever. So we sent it to the label. <clears throat> label shits their pants. Tells us they're not going to put it out. And so for the last three weeks, we've been battling with the record label. So yesterday, I get a call. And <laughs> this is amazing. That I'm Wait, I'm, right I'm breaking this for the first say, time. He you knows. Don't know this I don't shit? Know well, he he know he knows that the label wasn't yeah, thrilled yeah, about it, and and that we were battling with him. But so so um, Seth and I, which this party doesn't know, Seth and I, the attorney, we've been, you know, making threats back and forth and all this, you know, yeah. like you do in the music industry. <laughs> you just threaten each other. And uh, so so I get a call fr- from Steve Klein because they could have they could have sat on this record for years and f- fucked us. So they have <clears throat> hired some new staff people and they are now releasing the record. Very excitedly. Nice. So doesn't that make you feel good? Damn. That does. Ended that good. That's beautiful. Sitting here before I said that, he didn't know if he was putting out a record or not. Are you serious? He didn't know if he was putting out the record. Oh, no, I knew. Me and Jared already talked. We're like, if these guys don't figure this out soon, I'm just going to leak that shit myself. Yeah. You're not going to sit on that. I'll put that shit out. Yeah. (laughs) No, we would have definitely leaked it. We would have gotten arrested. Yeah. It would have been bad, but we would have done it. It's so good. It's so fucking good. And we, you know, I told the guys, you know, normally the record company's like, oh, you got to do six more, like, lay me down or whatever, you know, like they want singles. And I said, you know what? I don't care on this record. I don't need singles. You know, you go write the best record you can write. Don't worry about anything. And they went in with this guy, and I had no, none of us had any clue. We knew he was great, but we didn't know how outside the box and creative that he was and when they got in there they pushed it to a different level and these songs have you've heard it right no you haven't heard it all i've done is talk to him and he told me everything you're telling me now daddy daddy you gotta fucking play it my favorite my favorite dirty head song ever tender boy Tender Boy. Tender Boy is like a it, it, it's it it's a Beatles song this is I'll their, send you the link to it yeah. this is their Paul's boutique record oh i really i really believe it is it may not be the Holy most commercial shit. record ever, but it for Dirty Heads fans yes. and for music fans that aren't looking for just like pop hits. And there's nothing wrong with pop, but it, it's just no. not – we're not a pop band. They went in and wrote the best record they could ever write at this point in their life with the best producer. All the planets aligned. There it is. You guys are staying loyal to yourself. Cheese stayed loyal to you, even though the label's telling you one thing. You guys go, no, we like what we did, dude. And this was, you know, this is one of the, like the best things. And because you know, he and Jared and I are very, and you, you're in that same category, are very dominant A type personalities. <clears throat> and we've all we've all had brutal arguments through the years. So now, I and th- this was so awesome. I never told you this. But in the back of my mind, I knew Dave Cobb for year for two years. This was the guy for this point in their life. But 
he's the most celebrated country producer ever, probably. And and how am I going to convince them? And you know, fucking how when when with the dirty heads, when you say something that is not <clears throat> what they agree with, they don't just say I disagree with you. They brutally humiliate you and put you down. Friends, good friends, <laughs> good friends, loyalty. Yeah. So so when you when you come with something, you got to have you got to be ready to defend it. So I tell him, uh, you know, hey, I want this guy to produce your record, and this is why. And they looked at each other and they go, okay. Oh, there was no. 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 You know, everybody probably, you guys probably felt like we're at a point where we, we want to, let's do something a little different. Let's not try to, is that what We it? always try and do something different. Yeah, we never want to be stale. And, and by stale, I don't mean like, you know putting out the same Dirty Head songs. Yeah. I just mean like we like to continuously grow and the best way to do that is work with people who are doing amazing things, you know, and you're going to learn a lot. And every record we've worked with new people and every record we write with a bunch of new people before we even start the record. We just write with random people because you never know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And But we learn so much. And I think that's why every one of our records has been a little bit different but at the end of the day, it still sounds like the Dirty Heads. They went in with songs. They went in with a full record of songs. And <clears throat> about halfway through, Dave was listening to him. He was like, he didn't like a bunch of them. So we're there. We can't go back and write more songs. So they wrote half of those songs in the studio while they did it live. We recorded, I think, at least half the tracks on the album. We recorded all playing at the exact same time. Oh, I love that. Yeah, mm -hmm. he had told me, he's yeah. like, dude, some of these songs were not even using a, f a click track. Yeah, most we're of just them. playing. No. I don't know if any of them. No. I don't, yeah. And, and they recorded in, in Chet Atkins' studio. Um, is this your first fucking podcast? There it is, dude. Oh, man. Uh, somebody Mark, had to do it. Mark, dude. No. It's, oh, he feels bad. I like Feeling made, bad with Mark. Feeling bad. Feeling bad Mark, with Mark. Dude. He's got his own spinoff show. Is there any way to get a camera on him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Cutlass, dude. Oh, there you go. Oh, all right. Answer it. Answer it. Answer it. No, I'm just kidding, though. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, it, what was I just saying again? Something about like ruining a show when the phone rings. Yeah, so the remember. rings, the show's gone. No, but you were talking about um, th uh, them going in with this new producer. And oh, not, they were, not no, even using where a they were click, yeah, writing on the spot. They recorded it in uh, at RCA where Chet Atkins did all his crazy stuff and oh, Dolly Elvis Parton, and Dolly Elvis, Parton and Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash they yeah, all, they did all their albums there. Well, I don't know if all of them, but they all did albums. There. They all did albums there. Super, super cool. A ton of great history on that. So. You know, it was. I can't wait for the fans to hear it. And finally, oh. you're going to get to hear it. It's it's going to be amazing. You know so, when? I would say mid to end of summer. But it, we're going to start leaking some stuff out yeah. in the next month. So the fans can, when they hit the road, when they're on tour, the fans will know that they might hear some new things from yeah. what's coming. Yeah. The funny get thing psyched. is, too, you know, like when we we you know every record they have to attempt radio with it. So you got to give them a song, you know, mm -hmm. whether it works or not. You know, we've been lucky that every every single first single we've went with has done well at radio. So and we knew what it was like we were all yeah. in agreement. It's like it's this song. There's five songs on there <clears throat> that none of us we agree on the five that are could be singles, but no one. And this is three strong personality guys. Not one 
of the three of us can definitively say this is this is the single. It's it's that weird and that good. What do you the, do? Bring all five? No, we you let let people pick. We were playing them for everybody, and I'm t- always talking to him, and I'm talking to Jared. So who you played it for? What do they say? I sent it out to some radio guys, and they've narrowed it down to two. Uh, and, and radio is different than than a great song. Unfortunately for kids, they only get to hear singles, but some bands write albums worth of material, and the songs on the album are better than <clears throat> than the single would ever be. Like Tender Boy and Supermoon <clears throat> are two insane songs that I don't think either one will ever be played on the radio. I think most people agree too, right? Well, Once you get... Once you buy the album, you always end up loving songs that were not the single. And it could be just because the single was the single. You've heard yeah. it a hundred times more yeah. than the other ones. But yeah, always. It's like, yeah. dude, these deep cuts are the ones. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of the times the song that gets picked for the single, I'm like, really? That one? All right. But it's the catchy. It's the, it's, it's just the catchy. You know, it's like the Beatles, I want to hold your hand. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's you like people so, to go, huh? And then right. the rest yeah. is there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it. yeah, these these songs are amazing. But so far... The radio guys are coming back and saying, lift me up or uh, fear and love. Okay. Which means nothing to the people listening right now. Yeah. Because they haven't heard those songs. But when when you hear us talking about them, then you hear the songs, you're going to go, oh, I can relate to that. I remember they were talking about it. No, I'm very excited for this album. It's, it's, It's definitely a Dirty Heads album, but it is definitely a little bit different. And that's, uh, that's how we like to do it. It sounds like the Dirty Heads. Yeah. So to go along with that lady's question, then I'll wrap it up and you can go to the next or whatever you want Fit to do. Mom. My favorite record album is the Stones Tattoo You for that very reason. They disco was very popular at the time and they they took in a lot of elements from disco and made a very rock and roll rock record with disco elements, mm-hmm. like bass lines and drum beats, but everything else was big jangly guitars. And uh, and that was amazing, and that's kind of reminds me of this album, or like the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's record, where you know they just went completely out to left field and made this brilliant record that they were trying to make the best record for themselves, and it was a concept record. Yeah, and one of my one of my favorite albums of all time is uh, Beastie Boys' In Sound In Sounds from the Way Out, and yeah. it's just like an instrumental funk album. And it's the Beastie See? Boys, and I love that album. And you mentioned Paul's Boutique earlier. So Paul's yeah. Boutique is the Beastie Boys' second album once they became a hip-hop group. If you don't know, the Beastie Boys were a, a hardcore punk band from New York for their first two albums. There's some old bullshit. There's like Agliolio. Look these albums up. It's thrash punk, Beastie Boys. They became hip-hop on License to Ill, and then they came out to L.A., they left New York, came to L.A., did Paul's Boutique, and it's like the sample-heavy album. There was there was no radio singles, but it's fucking amazing. It's, it's the like, only Beastie Boys epic. record I like. I'm not, you know, I'm a little dope. older than you guys. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. a Beastie Boys fan, but that would be in one of my all-time ten albums. It's awesome. So yeah. we told what our favorite albums are. Jake, what are your, what's your favorite album? Oh, shit. Oh. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. I don't do that. Like yeah, it's I, hard. It's yeah. Like I don't know. Music yeah. just comes in and out of my life, and there's things I grew up with that I liked, but it's like it's weird. I I don't listen. I love more. I love like Morrissey. I love Eka Mouse. I like super unique singer dudes. So I love Morrissey because of his 
voice tone and every song he that, does. That's an artist and a style. You know what the weird thing I just realized as you're yeah. talking about this is Foster, say, my, my girlfriend's son, Foster. If you ask him what his favorite album is, he couldn't tell you because he doesn't listen to albums. Yeah. But, Kid, but he has a playlist he loves. He could tell you a playlist. He could tell you an artist. But he couldn't tell – he could tell you a style of music, but he couldn't – he's very into hip-hop, but he's not going to say, like, the Black Album. You know, he, he doesn't know the album. He, he'll, he, he may know a song if it was on a playlist, but kids today don't listen to albums anymore. It's true. It's, I'm an old man. It's definitely you guys are old. And I like I know all the album names, but I'm just like I don't know, dude. It's to say your favorite like, is hard. Yeah, I like the people. Like, come on, fuck, I like this dude, or I like this girl, or this band, and I don't really know the one album I like. I just like that thing. See, when I was a kid, it's weird. There was pop music, um, and and then I was into rock music, but not until I was about 14 did FM radio start to happen, like in the early to mid 70s. So when FM hit, they played the pop music. They played that on AM still. Mm. And then on FM, they played rock music, but it was called AOR, album-oriented rock. And, uh, and so you would hear like, like Zeppelin. You'd hear Stairway to Heaven. You would never hear that on a rock station or a eight commercial station, eight-minute song. So, yep. But on an FM rock station, they would play stuff like that, and that's all they played. They played the cool songs and didn't worry about whatever you know, the pop was because they didn't, they didn't get advertising money anyway. Well, you wouldn't know what they were doing? What? They were being true to themselves. That's what they liked. They were they staying were loyal. loyal. To what they believed in, dude. And they believed Absolute in that segue. rock and roll That's a good time. music. He's good smooth. He's fashion. smooth. He's good. Uh, he could, he could do this for a living. Are we wrapping up another episode with cheese right now, dude? Uh, we we can. Yeah. You got anything else? You got any like uh, you got another band camp or just anything you want to say? You got something? I'll fun? save it. Save I'll it save for it. episode three. You know. You know what we were talking about the other day is driving. You know. With oh, yeah. so we'll talk about <laughs> driving. <laughs> We'll save that one. Yeah, we'll save it. All right. Then we'll start God, with that. Man, like, yeah, that that could have. That's a whole other segment. I'm it? not a good driver unless I'm going really fast. And then we'll talk about me peeing in Jared's hand. Oh at, yeah, at, damn. And oh, at so the nightclub in Vegas. So we'll talk about those. We had stories we wanted to do did it, to do today, but with cheese, well, it's, it's already been it's been like an hour and a half. Oh people, my god, people are going to be bored. Yeah, everyone's yeah. got to pee. Backs Every, are hurting. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk about other stuff. Every now, whenever you guys want me, I'll come back. Uh, we'll, this, we'll be having you back. People seem and, to enjoy And you. wait, still still please read The Four Agreements. And then next time I'm going to have a different book. But this is two times I told you to read it. So if you haven't read it, read it. Please do. It's 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 a good book. Yeah. You got to check it out. And uh yeah, and on that note, be true to yourself. And also, if there's something in your life that you're doing and you're just continuously doing it and you're not sure if it's the right thing, figure out why you feel that way. Maybe it is the right thing. You just don't know. Maybe it's the wrong thing and you got to get out and do something that you really enjoy. Because that would make you feel good. Uh, there you go. Hit Thank those you cheese sound bites. Cheese sound bites. Pork snorkel. More lizards, the better. A lot of lizards. We feed the uh. geese. <laughs> We're working on ambulances. it. Ambulances. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait. What about me and Duddy? Duddy and I are Jews. There you go. There you go. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs>